Merry Christmas. My name is Ben, but tonight I'm going to take on the persona of a shepherd. Anybody out here like stories? I think we like stories, so I'm going to tell a story that I wrote from a shepherd's perspective as I think it might have happened on this night a very long time ago. In fact, it happened at the turn of time itself, didn't it? Here we go. The most intense night of my life actually started out pretty normal. It was a damp and chilly night, kind of like tonight, the kind where your fingertips and your nose sting and turn numb after a while. My friends who work with me were staying out in the fields. We were guarding our flocks by night, which was normal for us. There I sat. I was huddled under a big wool blanket. I was pulling my knees up close to my chest, trying to stay warm. Everything was under the blanket except my head kind of poking out, and I looked from side to side. Our evenings were pretty predictable before that night. Uh, we usually would sit around the campfire, and the older guys sitting around the fire loved to talk. Talk, talk, talk. You know, grown-ups love to talk a lot, so I never got too much into the talking. My buddy Levi, who was closer to my age, we always liked to play this board game. It was on a wooden board. It was called Dogs and Jackals. It was a board game they were playing in my time way back then. But this crazy night, Levi was sleeping. So I was just sitting, trying to keep warm. As I pulled my shoulders in and that chill sort of shivered through my body, I started to think about warm things. I like to think about warm things when it's cold. And my mind sort of drifted back to earlier that spring at the Passover festival. That warm sunshine of the spring. Passover is always in the spring. And we always would get to go up to the great city, Jerusalem. The warm sunshine, the birds chirping, the olive orchards would have the little yellow and white flowers that smelled sweet, and they were blossoming everywhere. It was beautiful. Passover is one of my favorite times of the year. It's awesome. It's awesome. After a long, cold winter, that first sun comes and warms up the world. Going up to Passover was such fun. And there I was, so chilly that night, but I thought back to that spring. Lots of food and spices and celebration. Oh, and this, this last year I met that girl, Rebecca. Long, black, shiny hair, big eyes. Oh, I do wish we lived closer to Jerusalem. My mind sort of drifted off. And then I heard the worst sound a shepherd can hear. Mah. The sheep started to bleat. Their heads poked up, and I looked into the darkness just to see what was going on, and their heads turned from side to side. It could have been a fox, maybe a wolf. I knew I had to get up, so I did. I had my blanket with me, and I walked over to check it out. Something was stirring, but I don't know what it was. They sort of settled back down, and I found my, face, my place back by the fire. There I was starting to get a little sleepier, and I thought back to Passover time once again. It was always a good time, but there was a part of it that I didn't like ever since I was a little kid. Every household had to, had to kill a spotless, blemish-free lamb. And it wasn't my favorite part. And I remember once when I was really young, I watched my dad and my grandpa, and they took that little lamb and 
Our tradition was always to take the lamb and then with a knife would cut the sinew on the inside of the hip. It made the lamb start to hobble around. And one time, the first time I saw this, I cried out, Dad, what are you doing? Stop! But my dad sat me down. He put his arm around me and he taught me why we did that. He reminded me. He said, you remember Jacob? Of course I did. I had heard lots of stories of Jacob growing up. He said, Jacob was our great ancestor. He was a shepherd too, wasn't he? Yeah, I remember that, I told my dad. Well, he was a great, great shepherd, but he was also a stubborn man. And he wrestled with God one time. And when he wrestled with God, God then touched his hip. And he limped forever after that. And he named Jacob Israel. And Israel is that sense of a people that wrestles with God. That limping lamb, my dad taught me, reminds me that we are a people who wrestles with God. Well, what do you suppose it means to wrestle with God? I didn't really know much as a kid. I'll tell you what, on that chilly night outside Bethlehem, it did plenty to remind me of a life of wrestling. I had sore feet and my aching back, my hungry tummy, the coldness on my skin, the calluses on my hands, the dirt underneath my fingernails. Life is pretty hard sometimes, isn't it? Was it ever difficult for you too? I hate to admit this, but I often feel like I've sort of drifted away from God. Like I spend most of my time, sometimes all of my time, just thinking about how I will have enough money for my family. I get worried about how I'll get all of my chores done. When will I get all of my school done? How will I find time to clean the wool, spin the yarn, weave the fabric to make our clothes? And I'm not the only one. You guys go to church every Sunday, and my family goes up to the synagogue once a week. And just last week, I heard a lot of people's conversations that I've noticed are sounding more and more sad, even angry. Herod is not our president, the people were saying. It was like there was a dark and cold sadness in all the land. Just a few months back, our wise elder, his name is Herschel, Herschel started yelling after the worship service on Saturday. Have mercy, he said. Oh, Lord, please have mercy upon us. And other people yelled that out with him. And I didn't quite understand it, but on the long walk home, my dad told me about Herschel's yelling. He's been reading a lot of Isaiah lately, dad told me. Oh, yeah, why? Well, life has been pretty hard for us, my son. And the great prophet Isaiah, hundreds of years ago, he promised that God would send a strong and courageous leader, a savior. When things were really bad, and old Herschel, well, he thinks things are really bad right now. I guess I would agree with him, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, God is good. He is, but sometimes it feels like he's abandoned us. Well, with the Caesar taking so much money from our families those days, making the world the, the, the world was becoming more and more godless. It was difficult. Now he had this census going on. It was like we were animals, and he was counting us just to see how much we could produce for him. The earth feels like a cursed place, a place we have to toil endlessly to make it produce food. 
I guess that's why old Herschel was crying out for mercy. Our people, the whole world, didn't seem like it had had any good news for a very long time. Our people didn't have any good news for a long time. It was like the joy of life was lost in the daily grind. Was God even listening to people like Herschel, to small, unimportant people like me? I thought this often. Well, there we were. It's like I said, we're staying in the fields near Bethlehem, just up over the ridge. Like I mentioned before, my buddy Levi was asleep, snoring. And I was all wrapped up in my blanket, watching my gray breath puff out of my mouth. I was thinking about soup. Yeah, I know. Why was I thinking about soup? I think it was just because it was warm. Like I said, I like to think about warm things. Well, the steam from my mouth started to glow, bright white, like a pure smoke almost. And then the whole ground started to glow, and the orange and the yellow flames of the fire, they disappeared because there was so much light around me. And you could see the ring of rocks with the black logs inside, but there was more and more light, and you couldn't even see the flames, just a little gray smoke curling up. The bright light was like sunshine that comes in the middle of a clear summer afternoon. And then suddenly it got even brighter. I couldn't think about anything. My heart started pounding. I looked across at Reuben and Jehu, and their noses were already pointed straight up at the sky, their eyes wide open. One of the oldest shepherds in our crew simply yelled out a shriek, and then he passed out and fell on the ground. He toppled over. I, too, looked up into the sky, and there it was. I was so scared. Don't tell anybody this. I almost peed my pants. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among us, and the glory of the Lord shone all around us. Do not be afraid, the angel said. I am not here to kill you or even hurt you at all. I bring you good news. I bring good news that is going to bring great joy to all people everywhere. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Well, Reuben and Jehu, they jumped up and they ran in opposite directions. Reuben steps straight in the fire. Ah! He yells out. Jehu's running around. And then both of them are looking straight up in the sky. Jehu steps on the older man's face who had passed out. And then they're both running straight at each other, looking up, and boom! They slammed into each other, and they fell over to the ground. Guys, guys, the angel yells back to us. Calm down. I already told you I'm not here to hurt you. Just the opposite. Why is it that people always assume God wants to hurt them? Don't you know he loves you? Anyway, here's how you're going to find that baby. You're going to find him wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And just as the angel said the word manger, I went blind and I fell to my knees, trembling. Every single one of us did. The ground started to shake and vibrate. The dirt and the rocks started rattling and almost humming. 
A deep roaring sound came up over the ridge. Beautiful sounds of singing echoed off the tops of the hills. It was like we were in the middle of a massive crowd of perfect vocalists singing in a perfect harmony. When our eyes finally adjusted to this, the brightest light we'd ever seen, we could see angels. Tens of thousands of glorious, glowing beings were hovering, some low to the ground, some very high in the sky, and others scattered at every distance in between. Sometimes they blended together into one mass of light. Other times they almost appeared to organize into rows and patterns in the sky. This sparkling sea of angels. From the north horizon all the way over my head, from the east horizon to the west, the entire dome of the sky glowed the most brilliant light I have ever seen. And the air became warm and perfect. And this vast host of angels were joined by the armies of heaven praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom he is well pleased. And then those brilliant lights started to slowly drift up, 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 higher into the air until they looked like far, far away stars. And then they vanished. The orange and the yellow flames of our fire glowed again, and our eyes had to readjust to the darkness. When the angels had returned to heaven, we shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem right now. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. I couldn't believe that God had chosen us, average, regular, normal, unimportant workers, he gave us, he chose us to be the first people that he gave this great news to. God is awesome. He's awesome. Well, with all of the angels gone, it was chilly again, but climbing up over the ridge warmed me up. The older shepherd who had passed out was awake and peppy again for sure, but his ankle problem was flaring up again, so I had to sort of help him limp down the trail. By the time we crested the ridge, I was sweating. Down to the city we went, and when we arrived in the village, we did find that stable. I looked down, and there he was, the baby, lying in the manger. We met his mom, Mary, and her husband, Joseph, was there. He seemed like a pretty good guy. I looked down at that little baby, and my bottom lip started to shiver. I had to get down on my knees. All of this darkness that I had seen and experienced throughout all of my life, all of the evil and the hopelessness, all of that chilly, stale, oppressive sadness that had so deeply woven into our hearts and minds, this real person, this little baby I knew was going to be the beginning of the end of all of that darkness. This was delight. This is really good news, I thought, so much joy. This is true hope, and he was here. The prophet Isaiah was right. God's promises always come true. And this Messiah broke into my life, into the life of the entire world in the most unpredictable way. And that's the thing I still ponder. 
This great Savior, this Jesus, he was not what I expected. He still isn't what I expect. I've had to relearn everything that I knew since he came. Well, after seeing the baby in the manger, we told everybody what had happened. We told them about what the angel had said. We told them about everything that happened up on the hillside. And everyone who heard our story was astonished. But Mary, she didn't go so public. She kept all of these things treasured in her heart. And she thought about them often. We went back out to our flocks just up over the ridge. And it was like the fields, which were the same fields, had become new fields somehow. The whole world was a new world now, somehow. The light had come. The light had come. Reuben and Jehu, Levi, my buddy, and all of us in the shepherd crew, we were glorifying and praising God for all that we had heard from the angels and everything that we had seen with our own eyes. And this all happened just as the angel had told us. The end. The end.